With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Well-dressed hobo. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, of course. It'll help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, we have big goings on in Major League Baseball. We got some trade stuff to get to coming up in about 20 minutes, but I may have to fight Sean Payton, Mike Harmon. If I have to, I think I'll be okay with it. Let's get it on! I may have to fight Sean Payton. After today, Wait, I probably owe somebody money. Do I owe the estate of Judge Mills Lane $7? No, I think you're allowed to say that. I, th- okay, I don't I just know don't guy. say the other. Yeah, yeah, no. No, no, no I know the other guy okay. will, yeah, don't do it. will come creeping down through the ducts. <laughs> <laughs> through the air ducts and come helicoptering into the studio. Yeah, I can't save you guys if you with do that. With a lawyer, one. yeah, no, no. with a lawyer next to him. That I know. I used to love. To, I used to have a good Mills Lane impression. He bit him, so I stopped the fight. Like I, I used to like my my Mills Lane. Now I want to watch some of uh, Celebrity Deathmatch. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna have to fight uh, Sean Payton because the Broncos head coach had. I I, I don't know. If he still thinks he's in the media or not, but he had a wow moment that came to light today that just makes him look ridiculously awful. He did an interview 
in which he talked about what's going on with the Broncos right now. And to kind of give you the highlights of what he said, he talked about how this year the team is 180 degrees. They're doing everything that the team didn't do last year, blaming everything that went on on Nathaniel Hackett, which, yeah, okay, I think everybody knows Nathaniel Hackett was a bad head coach. Uh, But he lit up the entire organization. He went from the PR departments all the way up to the top saying, we're doing things much differently than we did last year. And then he went on to talk about Nathaniel Hackett, who is now the Jets offensive coordinator. And he said, as far as the Jets go with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm looking at teams to try to win the offseason like the Jets did, and now they're doing hard knocks. I've seen it. I've seen how bad things can get. All of a sudden, it's like he thinks I'm still on television and I have to say something really hot. Hot take nonsense. Let's go. I I guarantee you right now he's going, what did I do? Because he looks ridiculous and he looks like a bully. Right? I mean, I don't know what going through your head when you figure, here's what I want to do. I want to rip the last group who was running the team here and by proxy ripped the people that hired them because it was only a year ago and I want to criticize some of the people that are still in the building and oh by the way unprompted it's not like he's been going back and forth him and Robert Sala have been trading shots back and forth with each other over the course of the offseason no now I want to go in on the Jets oh I've seen teams do hard and I do hard the Jets were made to do hard knocks okay the Jets didn't pick to do hard knocks and uh, what are you upset about because my first thought is Mike he's jealous he's jealous that the Jets and Aaron Rodgers are getting getting all of the storyline in the offseason. And he's not getting enough attention with, hey, I'm here trying to remake Russell Wilson. That was one of the biggest stories in the game last year. And now I'm not getting this attention. Why why is Aaron Rodgers and the Jets getting all the attention? Because it's Aaron bleeping Rodgers, man. Sorry, but it's Aaron Rodgers. And he sounds jealous that they're not talking about him. So I want to say this now because I want you to start paying attention to me. I'm back, everybody. I'm back as a head coach. He looks ridiculous and that jealousy, it's almost almost like he's green like the new Jets legacy jerseys. That green-eyed <laughs> monster that you got there going on, Sean Payne. He may as well be wearing a throwback Jets hat talking about this. Why are you not talking about me more? The guy just sounds jealous. Well, it's funny because he, he was a big deal when he got hired. I mean, that was all we talked about for a while, right? He comes back refreshed after a year in television, all of those things, and he has the reclamation project of Russell Wilson, not to mention the chaos that ensued there in Denver. You lost Tim Patrick, you lost Javante Williams, two of your top offensive weapons. So that has something to do with it. The rest of the administrative stuff, that was well chronicled, right? That you had to bring in someone to help you manage getting plays in on time so you weren't running uh, to zero uh, on the play clock time and time again. The disaster that was the opener against Seattle. All, All of that's well documented. And with Sean Payton along the way, there, there were those early things at camp uh, when they hit mini camps and post draft and all of that talking about, all right, new world order. And we saw, all right, disrupt and and undo all of the extra offices and and ex- excess that people around Russell Wilson had to uh, to remake that and change culture. All of that was well documented. Hell, even uh, the last couple of days, there was the the article out of Denver about how excited everybody was that they were just getting down to business. Evidently, that wasn't enough for Sean Payton. He wanted the national media to get back in, uh, and you know the 
the Denver report even was talking about the Jets and how they were taking all the air in the room. So good. You can go work under cover of night. People worried about what the next iteration of the Chiefs is going to be. People worried about Justin Herbert and his contract and what the Chargers are going to be. The Raiders are the Raiders, so have your fun with that. So, you know, work in relative anonymity and get ready for the season. And he just torched that. In, in doing this and decided to go after Hackett. So I want to know what was left behind other than bad game tape that Sean Payton really <laughs> felt it necessary to go after Hackett on that level, right? Because th- this is something unheard of. Normally you have skirmishes in game. We've had coaches. I'm not going to shake your hand. You're a jerk and all that kind of stuff. A little sniping game week, but generally just off season. And here we are. Yeah, no, it normally doesn't go quite that – you don't go quite that hard in on a guy that this early into a, a new campaign. You know, and, and you, you bring up a really interesting point because this is my other big takeaway from this whole Sean Payton rant, which is embarrassing for him. If this was a case of, hey, we're going to be good and I'm here and I'm feeling great about this team, coaches don't say anything. They don't say that we're going to be good. They don't want to draw attention to themselves. They want to work, as you said, work in anonymity, and they want to get ready for the season. The season begins, and the Broncos start 5-1, and one, or here's Russell Wilson. He's playing great, and suddenly the attention comes to you, and then, okay, yeah, now, now it's time. But we worked hard, and we got things going. That's usually what you get. But the fact that he has stepped out basically at the beginning of training camp – I wonder how good things are actually going in Denver with Russell Wilson going forward. Because it's almost it's almost like I want to get out in front of this. I've changed the culture. I we had to change and do things so completely different than it was. It was really backwards. Is he setting us up for the fact that, hey, this might not be what I think it's going to be. We're not going to be very good. Well, uh, we, Russell Wilson's not the guy. We th- I can't fix Russell Wilson, and, he, and he's going to be the same guy he was a year ago because that's what I take away from this because this is a conversation. This is something you normally say when you're trying to keep your job. When it gets like year three and you get a press conference where maybe you know, you're losing and you're, you know, you're four and seven and, and, and the, the, you know, the, the vultures are circling and you get asked a question and the coach says – well, you know, I, we never talked about this, but there's a lot of stuff we had to change when we came in. The culture was way worse than we thought it was. There was we were it wasn't in as good a shape as we thought. We did a lot of things um, that we didn't talk about to try to change things. So that pushed our timeline a little bit. So yeah, I wanted to be better early, but we still feel like we're on yeah. on target. And everything that's normally what, and that's what he's doing now. Before he's even coached a game with the Broncos, is oh we had to make all these changes. All these things are different. Idea. This was being run this way. This is being run this with what the hell are you doing man all i feel like if i'm a bronco fan or if i'm a football fan i'm saying boy the broncos might stink again and russell wilson may be done because why is why is he going out of his way to light up the franchise and light up another team again unprompted that's my second big takeaway from sean payton and his his ridiculous i want to make sure people know that we change stuff and you jets i'm just jealous of everything you got going on with aaron Rodgers. <laughs> well i think part of it uh, it, it does lend to the, all right, temper your expectations. Hey, guess what, coach? We didn't have any, right? You'll be better than last year. What does that mean? When you're coming from where they were and the levels of ineptitude that you had, any step forward is a huge one. So take credit. But part of it is setting up, look, they were such a disaster. I'm a wizard, so I'm going to turn this around 
and also kind of putting Russell Wilson on notice that if it doesn't go bad, I'm cutting you loose. I'm going Jessup here. <laughs> when it went bad, you cut those guys loose. And that's kind of what we're looking at here is setting himself up because if it works, I'm the genius. The problem wasn't Russ. It was all the coaching. So any credit I get. But if it's bad, watch. It'll, it'll be all on Russ uh, as, as quickly as possible. And for Sean Payton, uh, it, it's an interesting uh, tact to take in Denver because he'd made a lot of changes, right? They're not doing live radio spots uh, and shows and the media access that you used to have isn't there. Uh, a lot of the other things that you would normally do in the process of getting ready for training camp, he squashed along the way, uh, player availabilities and things of that nature. So it's, it's definitely taken a, a, a different process. But also, you'd think it, when you're going to come out all uh, Vince McMahon or Conor McGregor walk like this, that you are coming off multiple Super Bowls. Hell of a coach. We've seen what he's done with quarterbacks. He's won with some guys that nobody thought he could win with, but he won, did a lot of his winning with a guy who's a Hall of Famer and one of the best quarterbacks and most accurate quarterbacks. You want to do the system quarterback thing? You could do that mm-hmm. um, if you want to. Uh, but it, Drew Brees was fantastic. They won one Super Bowl. It's hard to win a Super Bowl. I get that. But he's not coming off some level of dominance to where you come in and you just start trashing everybody else on your way back into the game. I mean, that's a lot of uh, hot takery that he learned with our colleagues and our extended family here at Fox, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, think How do about I really that. blow this up? Just, I mean, just think about that for a second. When's the, la- just the, when's the last time you heard a current NFL head coach get a job and before the game begins before the season begins he says the coach who was here last year hey we're doing things 180 degrees different from where they were not only that other positions in the organization need to be doing it differently and oh by the way the new team he went to they're gonna struggle right they tried to win the offseason they're doing hard knocks i've seen how that ends Tell me a coach that's done that. Oh, I, I know someone who has. I mean, tell, well, okay. Was Sean, it Sean Payton? It's, yes, it was Sean <laughs> it's, uh, Earlier today. Well, I mean, he didn't do it to another team, but uh, Deion Hi, Sanders. I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such takes as today, earlier. Yeah, Deion um, Sanders walking into that uh, meeting room in Colorado. Oh, he was just wanting to you're fire cut, everybody. You're cut, you're cut, yeah, you're done. Like, I'm We're not doing this anymore. Uh, but no, nobody's done that and, and take on other coaches because you just don't do it. Now, I'm not saying he shouldn't say it because he wanted to say this obviously but you thanks for the deal. content coach <laughs> you got to deal with the ramifications of this you can't have freedom of responsibility from this you want to say that hey guess what man people are going to say what the hell is wrong with you you really want it you really do i'm i'm hoping that there's some kind of apology to robert sala there's some kind of whatever it is saying hey dude that's not what i meant things are tough here whatever or there's some kind of hey i think i was a little too harsh uh broncos country let's ride i was a little too harsh <laughs> what i said yesterday uh, i want to make sure that people understand or i was taken out of context or some kinds of crazy ass thing that's going to make him look better because he just looks terrible in this he looks well, he really, absolutely he, terrible he went completely had at Hackett. You could say, hey, Sala, you just happen to be the top guy. Really just going after him. Jason, at the end of the day, was he is he wrong? 
uh, about no. Let, no, he's not. But but does he need to say? I think everybody knows. Like it's it's like oh, I want to be the first one to say. Everybody knows how bad. Everybody knew it was bad week one last year when Hackett's settling for a sixty-three yard field goal. Yes. and let's fifty it's seconds. It's the run Simpsons meme. Everybody Stop. knows. Stop. Everybody Stop. Knows. He's great. already the dead. whole town knows. He already <laughs> took his job. I mean, All right, d- so let's see. Uh, let's do schedule watching. Week one against the uh, Raiders at home. Yeah, it's unfortunately a win, Mike. Week two at home against Sam Howell and your soon-to-be-renamed Commanders. Unfortunately, they'll be 2-0. and Week three on the road at Miami. 2-1. and Week four on the road, Bears. 3-1. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> I was going to help you there. Frostburg just came in and just came over the top row. Oh, that's 3-1. and one. That's three. What? No, Been working no, with this guy I, a decade, let, and he let, just let's put him he in, just let, went let, Sean Payton on me. Let's put him at two and two. I don't know. You're going on the road, Miami. No, that's fine. And then week five, the the Jets visit Denver. Are we going to that's that game? By the way, that's a big L. That's a big L because the Jets are going to hang fifty. We'll see you week five, Sean Payton. Seventy three days. I'm putting on my I'm crossing it off tonight, like Billy Madison and 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 Steve Buscemi. Seventy two, seventy one, seventy two days till week five. We'll see you then. We have two opening days now. We have opening day week one, and we have week five against the Broncos. You want to bring it? You don't want jet smoke. Just stick with your. Smoke. Worry about the AFC West. Worry about what's going on in Vegas. Worry about Justin Herbert and his big contract. Worry about Mahomes. Worry about all that. You don't want the Jets smoke, man. There's, Stay with that smoke there. You don't want our There's smoke. a giant skirmish during warm-ups at midfield, and no players are involved. It's the coaching staffs beat the <laughs> hell out of each other. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. 
Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. You know, I actually, I'm, I'm going to tell you a true story. I've been waiting for you to play Pet Shop Boys tonight, Alex Heiser, so I can tell you this. Hi, Jason. I, I, I had a friend of mine today who listens to the show. Oh, hi, friend. For a long time. And he said to me, do you only play Pet Shop Boys and Tears for Fears? Is that all you play? I mean, I'm thinking about doing a night like that, yeah. <laughs> Ah, boy, you know, at least once you give me what have I done to deserve this. That's my favorite Pet Shop Boys song. Yes, yes. Yeah, give me one of those. Come on. Next week, concerts in town. Are we going? Tears for Fears, yeah? No, it's done. Ty Shirt's going to go to Tears for Fears. He's going to be disappointed and say, I'm never playing that song again. That's how it's going to go. All right. Well, you know, on this day in 1984, Ride the Lightning was released. So there you go. Oh, man. We are nearly on the 40-year anniversary of Ride the Light. I still remember buying it. I remember buying that for the first... I went to see a play with my mom in New York City, and I forget what play we went to see. And then after, she said, do you want to go shopping in Times Square? And I said, yes. And I bought Ride the Lightning. I bought, I bought, the, I bought the, uh, the cassette of Ride the Lightning. It was like $19. What's a cassette? I was, so, I was like so excited. I got to explain to him. I got to explain to Generation Y what a cassette is. And I was so excited to get them. I'm like, yes, everybody, all my friends are talking about Metallica, how good they are. Here it is. And she bought me Metallica cassette, and I was so excited. Master of the house. Yep. Oh, uh, well, that, that might have been what you saw. Did you know. tell your mom, don't worry, we'll have them back by eight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was time traveling at the point. When I said, I want to buy Metallica, she said, sure. I could have said anything. I could have said, I want to buy Jumpin' Knucklehead Billy's new album. Yeah, whatever you want. Okay, sure. Whatever you want. I'll, Has I'll there ever been a musical artist actually named Jumpin' Knucklehead <laughs> Billy? And if not, why? Eight seven seven ninety. No, just kidding. Uh, you get the new Jumpin' Knucklehead Billy album. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good one. But I remember, I remember by late, like eleven o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm in a store at eleven o'clock at night, and I'm fourteen. It's this Times is Square, really man. Cool, man. This is really cool. I'm going. At, other people are buying stuff, and I'm buying Metallica. It was great. Did you say hi to the naked cowboy? Or I didn't. No, he was. That was too. That's too early for the naked cowboy. Yeah, he came. So it was probably his dad back then. No, 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 no. The big guy. The big <laughs> he handed guy, it the, down. No, no, the big guy, down, yeah. no, no, no. The Don't big just guy get that the, gig. In the early '80s, was a guy that would dress up as a famous, as this different Yankee Hall of Famer, and you would take pictures with him. He had a bat and he had a helmet. He would. He would have the different jersey. Oh, he's got Roger Maris today. He's got Mickey Mail. No, that was like the guy to take pictures with. No, that's a good move though. Having yeah. the bat as part of the outfit. Because if you tried to stiff him on the tip for taking the picture, he had a bat in his hand. Was Dirty Elmo around back then? About a couple. No, it was too early for Dirty Elmo. Too early. Elmo, Cookie Monster. You're like a whole whole decade behind all that stuff. 15 Batmen. Yeah. (laughs) Raggedy Spiderman. I can't bury I lived in Times Square, man. How many Batmen have you buried? I've buried 14 (laughs) Batmen with the little pointy ears on Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. So hey, He's uh, talking about before Times Square was cleaned up, too. <laughs> so before the trade deadline, we are at a great time right now because we're already seeing trades come down, meaning that... Trade dead se- trade deadline season has actually begun already. Sometimes we don't see anything until a day or two before, and then it's really hard to make big trades happen because it's hard to put big trades together for star players in a short amount of time. But now, what we've seen the last 24 hours, trade season's open, right? The Dodgers get Kike Hernandez. That was a nice deal. Then they went and stole Ahmed Rosario for Noah Syndergaard, <laughs> which is a really good deal. Sweet victory. Uh, potentially, they're getting an even bigger player, which we're going to get to coming up in a couple of minutes. Last night, the Angels went and got Lucas Giolito. Uh, big part of that trade, they gave a couple of big prospects. Carlos Santana got traded today. And the Mets tonight trade David Robertson to the Marlins. The Mets deciding finally, yes, we are putting an end to our season as contenders. It is time to move on uh, and move on into next year. So the great Mets sell-off has began. And I will tell you this, before we get to the uh, big Dodger story, I will tell you this. Verlander and Scherzer will follow. I'm more confident about Verlander than I am Scherzer because Verlander has been a little bit better lately and his velocity is back. He's up back up throwing 98 again. And I read where a lot of scouts think if you put him on a new team in the thick of a pennant race, he'll even throw harder and it will be, uh, you know, that excitement will get another couple miles an hour on his fastball and you can go get him. So, and we had John Paul Morosi on earlier tonight. MLB Network Insider said, yeah, hey, Justin Verlander, the Giants, that's a definite possibility. Now, things depend on how much money the Mets eat, depending on what prospects they're going to get back. But the great Mets sell-off has begun. Verlander, Scherzer, all the other older guys they have, Tommy Pham, Mark Canna. The Padres sell-off is going to start soon. Because if the Mets are starting, you know the Padres got to get involved because they got a lot of guys too. It's going to be Snell. It's going to be Hayter. It could even be Juan Soto. They're going to make a move because they spent a lot of money and things haven't gone well. So now that the trade deadline season has begun and now the phones are going to start loosening up a bit, you're going to see the big names get dealt because now teams have five, six days to make a deal for Verlander and figure out the money. If the Mets just put Verlander on the on the market on Monday, the day before, and said, yes, we're done, we lost our weekend series, we're moving on, 
how are you going to put together a trade for him, right? The money he's due the rest of this year, the, the 40 plus million he's due next year. Can you really do that? I mean, it, it's too tough to do. What kind of prospects will you get? You need a few days to put something like this together. And the Mets did a great move by, by announcing that tonight. Hey, we're sellers, call us. And now the Padres will get involved. We're going to see a really, really big Major League Baseball trade deadline. Book it. Yeah, the one thing that I, I think does potentially uh, throw some cold water on all of it uh, and makes it all retract, there was shrinkage, is the fact that you, you've got so many teams that are quasi-contenders, right? They're kind of hanging around the back end of the wild card race and with one good series can convince them, themselves that they matter. We've got very few uh, true bottom feeders uh, in terms of team results this year. My beloved White Sox being one of them, uh, as you know, they will now be pillaged, maybe by the Angels again, but certainly the Dodgers will come knocking uh, for what's left on the carcass. But you, you go through, and I think that might slow things up a little bit. Just that hesitation to where you're going to need to to really come over the top with uh, uh, the package to to overwhelm uh, a would be you know, trade partners. So I, I think there, there's a little curiosity there. Now I have a question for you with the Padres and the Mets. Do they have a side bet as to which team exits the trade deadline with the least remaining salary that they entered the season with? Ooh. So can I purge, Ooh. you know, I do. I only, if say I've got 60% of my bloated payroll left, but you only have 58% of yours, <laughs> do you win? It's like, they're, you know, like when we do these idiotic mayor bets through teams and, and world series and stuff. If we win, we'll give you a can of sardines and you get us cheesecake. Hey, that sounds like a great bet. Ah, that's awesome right there. <laughs> uh, now, wait. Now, does it does it matter if you just get the, the salary off the books or do you have to trade the whole salary? Like if the Mets trade Verlander, but they say we're paying his entire salary, well, how does that No, count? that doesn't count. Oh, just getting rid count. of the guy. Oh, like it's okay. about the money. All right. No, all just right. his physical presence. Who the hell cares? Okay. It's Because the, right. they're only being judged based on how much money they spent. Okay. If they, had, they didn't have that giant dollar amount, it was just, hey, there's Justin Verlander. It's like, great. No, it's Justin Verlander and $36 million. That's why it's a bigger deal. Come on, man. The two are not independent in this particular case. Now, the trade, the next trade that could happen, and this has been uh, breaking around uh, the league for most of the day, the Dodgers and Cardinals have been having conversations centered around Nolan Arenado. And this is a trade that 100% should happen, right? The Cardinals are going nowhere. Do the Cardinals, unless the Cardinals believe that, hey, we can just bounce back next year, that's a really tough thing to do. You don't just go last to first by saying we're bouncing back. You need to have big-time changes. You need to change the culture. There's a reason why you're in last place. It doesn't suddenly, oh, well, next year will be a different. No, I get it. When you turn the page, if someone's having a bad year, they can have a better year. But what do you need to happen to get from last place to first place? You need a lot. And you're paying Nolan Arenado a lot of money. Now, the good news is the guy is still a stud, right? There was no worry. You know, hey, what's he going to be like leaving Colorado? playing for St. Louis. He is still an elite level third baseman. He's still an elite level player in the field. He's someone the Dodgers will get and he will play third base for the next five years. And they're locked into him. It's like they're getting Justin Turner all over again. We're going to get a guy we're going to plop him in there. He's a bigger power hitter, obviously, but he's going to solve our problems for the next few years. And this is how the Dodgers wanted to do it. Let's go into the season 
Let's give some of the kids a chance to play, and then when we need to, we'll make our moves to the deadline. Already they've made two, and this should be one that happens. They have everything they need to make this deal happen. They have the money to absorb uh, his contract. They have the prospects to make it happen. Nolan Arenado should be a Dodger. Well, our buddy Bob Nightingale on his Twitter account a little earlier tonight. We'll take this one uh, as we ponder it. Odds of St. Louis Cardinals all-star third baseman Nolan Arenado waving his no-trade clause for a trade to his hometown Los Angeles Dodgers, 100%. Then he adds, the odds of the St. Louis Cardinals trading Nolan Arenado anywhere, 1%. You know what? He also had uh, somebody going to the Padres. Back in the day. <laughs> well, but but I, I bring it up only as a we we've got insiders and we know where where a lot of this goes. And now, and, and the, but I mean, look, four no, days ago, I was the only up. idiot yelling, "Hey, Shohei Otani's not going anywhere." Oh, you weren't I, the only idiot. There were other idiots just like you. I I was oh, the man. loudest, you're not, you're not proudest special. idiot. You're not special, Jason. No, to get I was very Arenado, special in this. I would Everybody, know you have Max to get what you can get right now. <laughs> but you have to get what you can get. That's what everybody said uh, across our industry. Nah, well, not this guy. Now, Pragmatism, let me, man. Dollars and cents. what you just oh. said. Let, this is why the Arenado trade is going to happen. What did you just say? The Cardinals, chance of the trade happening, 1%. That's not the Cardinals are not trading Nolan Arenado. That's not, we have no interest in trading him. He is not someone we are moving. Yes, you listen when people call. You listen well, for Well, I mean, 1% that. is, is here's, essentially saying that. Here's a baseball insider saying, hey, boy, we're not just, you know, here's what they say. 1% chance. What this is, this is the Cardinals already negotiating with the Dodgers through the media. You want Nolan Arenado, you're going to give up some stuff. You're not just going to try to pawn off a couple of players on us no no we want something big and good if you're going to give us we're going to give you nolan Arenado. max muncie because it, i said good sorry i said good big dude he's got like good. 48 home runs hey man dude, when right, he eats, hits the ball he's hitting 143 I that's mean, a whopping on, 143 i mean th- this is the cardinals they're negotiating through the media they're letting the dodgers know oh one percent chance so the dodgers come with their best offer this this is we want to let you know right away don't waste our time and you want but we like we you know hey you want to engage us engage us that's what this is well this i would just Nightingale. say this this one seems pretty unnecessary yeah well but this is no but this is bob nightingale you know, getting from the Cardinals, getting the message out that the Cardinals want out there. It's going to be really tough to of trade. Of course. What, what team puts out there, hey, we're wide open, man. Give us, give us yeah, anything. Yeah, but, well, I mean, outside of the Mets. But I mean, this is a message that we'll is nothing. Guy. Yes, nah. he's a gold glover and all-star, and he's been all-world for a long time. No, we're going to take a couple of magic beans. No, you've got to have guys with some MLB clout. You've got to have some guys that have shown you that they can – perform at this level, which is why Bobby Miller's name has come up as perhaps being one of the key pieces to any package that would be sent to the Cardinals. I just chuckled because it seemed like the most unnecessary tweet ever. No, yeah, one percent. Like, yeah, one percent. That that that's telling you, hey, we could trade him. Well, yeah, but we're we not idiots. We, we we're trade him. we're right. smarter than that. This is how we do it. Friedman just traded Cindergard. Anything's possible. That's why he said one percent. Don't think you're going to try to reacquire Cindergard for nothing and send him over here for Arenado. We're not going to do it. We're we're not the Guardians. You're not just going to just. He give got us rid any of Cindergard. He did. They don't need to go through Bob Nightingale that, to send the, a message. That's the. Big 
big warning to say don't think you're, don't think you're coming at us with some kind of crazy ass guardians guardians trade where it's just a guy that you were going to wave. No, no, it's going to be more than that. Trust When's the me. bobblehead night for for Friedman next? Uh, year? Statue night. Just, you know the mini statue <laughs> with the phone in his hand. Come on, let's go. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment. Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.